छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely, and tonight as my guest, I've got... Rias Hall. Um, <laughs> you're not going to do the rest of your... Uh... Oh, do you want the rest of my speech? Hi, I'm Rias Hall. I work at Scarecrow Video, which is one of the world's largest film archives. I watch a lot of movies, and I like horror movies. Yay! Uh, we do have a theme for this... Uh... This episode, um, we are doing uh, Asylum Horror. Um, so spooky. Yes. And it's funny because I remember I remember when Blockbuster still existed. And, and I would be coming home and, or, I'd, or I'd leave work early because I'd had an awful day or wasn't feeling well. And I would hit the video store. Right. And I would get like, I would, I would deliberately seek out things that took place in madhouses and asylums. And, and because, I don't know, it just made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, what, I just I'd have always... watched so many horror movies that eventually you see a lot of movies that are set in, in asylums just because it's such a popular setting. Exactly. Uh, so, what have you seen lately? Um, Let's see. What have I watched lately? They're not really asylum movies. I did watch Split, which I was watching because I stumbled upon James McAvoy reading children's stories online, and then I was like, oh, I would like to see him do some acting, please. So I watched that. I really liked it. Um, it wasn't too obnoxiously M. Night Shyamalan, but I'd like to point out here that mental illness is not a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked it up till the very end. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit too nebulous for me and, and left me a little angry. Um, but I also really like that actress. Um, and of course, oh, yeah. for the life of me, I can't remember her name. But the one that played the doctor? Uh, the one who was one of the, no, the kidnapped girl. Oh yeah, she was uh, really the, good. The, the brunette. Yeah, um, yeah. Because she was the girl and the witch. Um, oh, and that's then, why she looked so familiar. Yep, and then also Morgan. So, I haven't seen Morgan. I really liked Morgan. Um, it's an AI. Um, and, uh, I, it's, it's not terribly highfalutin, but it's just well done and fun and... I mean, it's, it's dark as... <laughs> right. Um, I watched... I just watched that movie, The Monster. I think you mentioned oh, it a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting take on the Cujo theme of yeah. trapped in a car, what do you do? It was... I found I found the, the, the mother-daughter dynamic... Um, I found it really upsetting. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, man, I don't yeah. know who's the parent here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. I another one that I had re- recommended, too. I remember hearing you talking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching lately, other than a couple random documentaries. Well, I I, I don't know. Have you actually listened to the old, the old pre- No, like, not really. I, had I listened a section... to a couple of them, but yeah. <laughs> I had a section called Jen's Documentary, Documentary Corner, because I always watch. 
watch documentaries. I love so documentaries. Have, so we can have Rise's Documentary Corner. So what did you watch? Well, there's a couple documentaries I really loved. Um, I watched a documentary on Netflix called Holy Hell. And it's about a, it's made by a guy who started off filming a group of his friends because they were doing interesting things. And eventually his group of friends grew and coalesced and became a cult following this one guy. And he filmed it for the entire time until things happened that were bad, which I'm not going to go into <laughs> because it's a really good twist. It's like, oh my God, when, I did not see it coming. When, when, when did this cult establish? Like 70s. Like the, the 70s. 70s, I think. Because the 70s liked their of, cults. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of... a really good documentary because a lot of the time when you watch cult documentaries, they automatically, they start off with, everyone died. It was horrible. And you're like, well, how did, well, why would anybody not leave the cult? This shows you people when they're first getting involved and what their hopes and dreams are and why they fall into becoming a cult. Which you don't see all that often. And it makes it look much more, you're much more sympathetic because you see, originally it was a bunch of people who would get together and help out other people in the neighborhood. Oh. Just like Jim Jones Church, originally a church which reached out to people of every color, which yeah. they, was not happening back then. No. And so people got really into the church, but then it went bad. The cult in Holy Hell does not go as bad as Jim Jones, so don't freak well, out about that. Very, very few of them went as bad as That's Jim true. Jones did. Um, um, and I also watched a documentary called The Blue Black Hussar, which is about Adamant getting ready to come back for his first tour after 16 years. And? It's actually pretty good. It's very much a, just a camera following Adamant around. It doesn't give you a it doesn't give you a viewpoint a lot of documentaries about celebrities are about the filmmaker like uh there's a one called vampira and me which is ostensibly about vampira but it's really about this guy that totally loves vampira and he gets to follow her around and do a documentary about her and then he spends whole time talking about how she was this huge influence in his childhood but not much time talking about her hmm there's actually, it's not like that. Yeah, there was a really odd movie that it's called Something About Me and Anne. And it's this Russian guy who was obsessed with Anne Hathaway. And he films like this documentary. And, and I've only seen like a bit of the trailer for it. So I don't mm -hmm. know if it's faux documentary or actual documentary. Because it comes across as really fucking creepy. As um, him being obsessed with Anne Hathaway and uh, doing things in order to convince her to star in a film that he wants to do oh that's messed up and it sounds it sounds it, it sounds yeah, like glorified that's stalking of, yeah unless it's a faux documentary i just don't know there is a documentary about gogol bordello really? that is entirely made by a girl who wants to sleep with eugene hutz and when he during the tour takes a break to go off and be with a girl she freaks out and gets super angry and I'm like, you're just a documentary filmmaker. You are just following this guy around because you have romantic intentions on him, and this is gross. Yeah. And there's another Gogo Bordello documentary, which is good, but I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I might have to seek it out of... because I love their music. Yeah. But the first one really just put me off. I was like, oh, girl, get over it. Yeah. I, it kind of makes me think of, um, oh, God, it's, it's the song. It's, there's, it's a Carpenter song. 
that superstar yes mm-hmm. where it's like you don't realize how creepy the lyrics are until you hear until you think about, about it yeah 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 so un- so uncomfortable um <laughs> mm-hmm. um the 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 big movie that i've seen in the last two weeks that i actually saw with you um was colossal i loved that movie i go ahead I have recommended that to a friend of mine that teaches horror. He teaches classes on women in horror film. I think the series is called Shriek Women in Horror. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, My friend Evan teaches that, and I was very excited to tell him about that. I'm not sure if they've watched it already, but it's a movie that he needs to show that class. Exactly. And um, I I have talked about it previously on the podcast. Uh, The one thing that made me, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... very much a woman's horror film. It is a which woman's is... horror film. And it was really, I liked having seen it with three women in the room uh-huh. when I showed it. Because <laughs> we have a really different take on things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I listened to, there's another podcast I listened to, um, Shockwaves. And there were some complaints made that it was a great movie until out of the blue everything changed. What do you mean? And, out of the blue, he just shows up at her house and starts fall and starts creeping around. Well, I have a feeling it from a guy's point of view. That's what happened. That has that has never witnessed an abusive relationship. Sure, he doesn't. You're not he doesn't that. witness like, all of these little signs all right. Along the like way. when he brings her that big screen TV mm-hmm. and, and tells her, "Oh no, I told you last night." He, she didn't Multiple tell him times. that last night. He is gas. Like, I think he's gaslighting her. Yeah, you get you get a, that situation. Yeah. You get a lot and, of gaslighting, and you get a lot of. There's a lot of. I think a guy looks at another guy having a bunch of minor angry blowups, mm-hmm. and doesn't realize how frightening that is to women. Yeah, and, it's and, not frightening and, 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 to and all women, women, but I don't think it's frightening most. to all women, but a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you grew up in a household with a, with an angry male in the yeah, household. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, I, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it twice now and, and I bought it because the movie's <laughs> amazingly well done and it's another one of those movies that I am probably not going to watch it again until no. I have a really good reason to show it to someone else. Exactly. That's like, I'm really looking forward to being able to show it to other people. Yeah. But I think all those people I would show it to were here when you showed it. Yeah. So there we go. I'm not buying it yet. I'm holding off. Yeah. The only other thing that um, is kind of exciting that I had seen uh, as I, I got all the way through um, The Defenders, which is the newest... Uh... Oh, boy. I never even made it all the way through Jessica Jones. Oh. I really wanted to, but I kept falling asleep during the last two episodes. You're like, okay. And I was like, I'm destined this is not to see not this. obviously not meant to be. Yeah. I'll go back and binge watch it eventually, because mm-hmm. I really do want to see it. But, I, yeah. I have really enjoyed um, every series from the Netflix Marvel releases outside of Iron Fist. Um, poor Iron Fist. Poor, poor no Iron one Fist. likes it. No, no one no one does. And um I and and he's not terribly likable in the Defenders. And in a lot of ways, Defend the Defenders is not by any means the best right or even towards the top of of all the different series that have been done. It's good because you know all of them, and it's great for right all because you've spent all together. this time with the characters individually, and then mm-hmm. you see them together, and you're like, "Oh, I know that this happened to him in the past. That's exactly. why he's doing this." Yeah. yeah, 
And, I, and but the thing is that <laughs> I kept I kept laughing because I am there's so much going on politically right now, and you thankfully are seeing a lot more people speaking out. Yeah, and and I'm also seeing a lot more people getting angry because. People who people who are allies mm-hmm. making big missteps or being really tone deaf, yeah. And, and then when people get upset about it and say they should rethink their approach on this, they're like, they're, I'm they're an like ally. I'm but I'm an ally, and so I swear to God, all the time that that <laughs> I think we're all guilty of making mistakes sometimes. Exactly. But the point of making a mistake is to learn something from it, not say, yeah. "Hey, well, my intentions are really good. My intentions are good. I'm yeah. really sorry." Yeah, well, there's not even a really sorry. No, just... They're like, "My intentions are good, and I'm on your side, so maybe you should just shut the hell up." And they're... I've been, I've done that. <laughs> I admit it, but I have much better now because I've learned from my mistakes. Exactly. So, um, it was, it was really good. And, um, you know, there's, it, there's a lot of, um, uh, foreshadowing to, to future stories. That sounds um, good. Yeah. So it, was, it was, it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I've watched everything else and at least have read the synopsis of Iron Fist. So I know what happened. <laughs> Most of the television shows I've been watching are for my own podcast, The Villain Edit, where we talk about reality TV. I so don't. I've been watching a bunch of that. <laughs> Look, it's Project Runway. They make stuff. It's great. I've heard wonderful things about that show, though, but I've never seen it. Yeah, we, we talk about Project Runway. There's a competitive monster makeup show that is amazing called Face Off. Yeah, where again, they have to come have not... in, sculpt a monster, and then make it into a makeup. It's great. The, the only one that I've seen is the Monster High episode because... Right, because Jillian was on it. Well... Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Tekla is a hardcore Monster High fan. Or at least she used to be. Yeah, so, that was a so fun episode. It. But yeah, that's what that show's like. Exactly. So I watch that kind of TV, and I talk about it on a different podcast, and uh, <laughs> I see no need to bother you, listeners, <laughs> with that now. So I I love Asylum Horror. Um, the, oh, I'm going to mention one thing really, really quickly. Um, there's a, a new video game that I've been playing that is in the same vein as what we're discussing tonight, and it's called The Town of Light. I've only played the first... Uh, 15 minutes of the game but basically you are a young woman i believe like the 16 year old girl maybe again yeah, you know it's, it's one it's of those things where there's... you're looking at the p of pov of the person. Of, yes so and... you can't really tell what they are exactly quite yet. and well but she does talk about being like a young girl being brought there and she had a doll okay and so i found her doll but basically she goes to this abandoned asylum and Oh, I just, I'm such a sucker for this kind of thing. So, you know, I'm wandering all over the asylum grounds. There's like a small, there's a small playground and everything's like overgrown. And, and, you know, you're walking by this fence and all of a sudden one of the pieces of it falls down. So you're able to walk right. through and, you know, it's, it's, it's creepy because it's abandoned. It's empty. But the moment you enter the asylum, you get that vibrate. Oh, that your... vibrate. Oh, and it's like it gets darker. The first time it happened, I had not played a lot of video games before and did not know that the vibrator, <laughs> that the uh, controller had a vibrate, vibrate setting, and I almost threw it across the room. Jim plays a game. Handsome Boyfriend Jim plays a game that, because uh, with the PlayStation, it also, you would occasionally play sound out of the controller. No, thank you. <laughs> and No. 
<laughs> so we'd be sitting there and all of a sudden it'd like odd eerie noises would come like out of your hands and that's not okay no that is but not. i am I'm, I'm so excited about this game and because I've, I've finally found the kind of games that I like because I'm not a shooter person. Right. And um, they're the ones where you walk around and dig around through yeah, stuff. Like, they're, uh, they've been walking. They're called walking simulators. Yes. And um, a lot of these. I like those too. It's do, basically, it's telling a story, but you are participating repeating. in the storytelling. Yeah, and I just. Yeah, oh, those are nice. I just really like it. I played a couple of those. I played yeah. um, Edith Finch and I think I played Homecoming. Oh, I haven't played that one. I will have to. We'll have to check that one out. And then uh, the other one that I... Oh, what was it called? There was another one that was, like, considered, like, the very first of that. And that I might be the one that I'm calling Homecoming. Might be Homecoming. You, this girl comes home and her whole family is gone and then she has to no! walk through the house and find diaries and such oh, telling home again. the story. Home again. That's oh, it. I've I've almost gotten entirely through that, but the um the navigation using a controller is mm-hmm. kind of wacky. Yeah, I know it was originally set to be, um, on like the PC. Yeah. Um, and so I got really. And it was when I'd first gotten because mm-hmm. I I am not a person who always had, um, right console game. So I mean I'm really still really new. Like literally since I started dating Jim. So the the I whole understand. console gaming. I have <laughs> only played three, four computer games in my life. Yeah, and two of them were walking simulators, there and we one go. of them was a some kind of a dragon killing thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. I, I play a lot of Diablo three. I like we call. It, you know, would you like to murder tonight? Why? Yes, I would. <laughs> I haven't played any like first person shooter stuff really. It's it's Diablo's fantasy yeah, I know. hacking, yeah. You're not so. killing real people, you're not killing really. monsters. Monsters, yeah. they're monsters. Which I'm sure That's is the fun. justification that so and, you many know, use. After a rough day at work, killing a few monsters feels is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so what are your favorite uh asylum movies? My favorite asylum movies. I think probably my favorite asylum movie is one that people don't think of as an asylum movie. Okay. And a lot of people won't watch it because it is because of the title and it's amazing. It's Exorcist 3. Oh my god. It is it is so incredibly good. A lot of people I think that part of the problem is that Exorcist 2 no. 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 <laughs> Exorcist 2 is a sad movie that was trying way too hard to make money off of Exorcist 1. Yeah. Exorcist 3 also has George C. Scott in it, which I is... I fucking love and George C. Scott. he is so good. He's an yep. old detective who's looking up these serial murders that may or may have not have a demonic element. Yeah. It's the best film Fabio has ever been in. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god, that dream sequence. That dream sequence. Oh! So, that's my favorite Asylum movie. I am fairly certain that that was one of the conversations that started our friendship. It very well could have been. Was was me saying, you have to watch this movie. So, I think I was talking to you about um, adoring George uh, George C. Scott and talking about how oh, much yeah, I, I remember that. That was yeah. back when I was working at yeah. the little tiny video store. store yes, and I, I was love talking you, about Vertigo. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I and you are the reason that I watched. Um, I watched The Changeling, which I had not oh, seen so up to that point. Oh, such a great movie! And then I think it was um, around that time that I first watched. Uh, what was the Otto, Otto Preminger um, with um, where he's a lawyer? 
And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, Anatomy of a Murder. Murder, yeah. So that was great. at the same time I rented yeah, yeah. that, too. So, because uh, we both have a love of, of classic film yeah. and documentaries and, yes, movies. <laughs> that is true. We both like movies very much. So I'm going to mention um, just a couple that probably aren't fantastic, but are, are fun little romps. Um, I watched Boo. <laughs> Like, I watched Boo. years and years ago. Me too. And, and it was so much better than it needed to be. Yes. And it's <laughs> it's not by any means fantastic, but it was fun. And it had a lot know, of cool stuff in it. It had kids, some practical yeah. effects. Some people blew up or maybe some ghosts. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. But yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, I watched most of Stonehurst Asylum. And I heard you say as you were looking through my list that you had also watched it. I did watch it. It's I think I think primarily worth the watch simply for the actors because it's got it's a lot of really got good a lot act- of great actors. It's got beautiful sets and costumes. It really does. The story yeah. it doesn't really pan out. Yeah, it's... it is. I I have uh, mentioned previously that there will be a point about a third of the way into a movie. Mm-hmm. Or where I'm considering just kind of flipping the table and walking out. Uh-huh. And I will bring it up on Wikipedia and see if it gets better. If I've it done gets the better. same thing. And when I, when I read the ending, I was like, oh, fuck this bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I give it an A for effort, but maybe yeah. a C for pulling it off. Um, Stonehurst Asylum, I thought well, the plot was really similar to... Um, Shutter Island. Yeah. Which, I don't want to spoil that, but mm. Shutter Island is the same plot as another movie called The Ninth Configuration. So I almost watched The Ninth Configuration. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough to get through. Not yeah. because it's scary, it's just not great. It's just not, okay. There's a lot of... I was I was tempted by the... It's Blady, isn't it? It's William yeah, Peter yeah. Blady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I it's, was like... It's got a good cast, but it's a lot of the kind of craziness. The kind, the actors are turning their crazy, their fake craziness up to eleven, and it's it's rough. Yeah, it's a little too screamy, too Corporal Klinger. Yeah, so it's be, like I'm going to be crazy by being wacky and yeah, yeah, and yeah. not great. Good cast. Yeah. But I'd been waiting years to see it. I finally watched it last year, and I was like, "This, oh, this is <laughs> what cheated. that was about." <laughs> uh, in in kind of Midland, I uh, watched The Ward, which I watched that, and I completely forgot what it's about. I watched it years ago, and I'm like, all I remember is I just I wanted to see Carpenter doing something. Yeah, and it it was just another one of those where the ending. Didn't well, hold up. It just didn't hold up. Yeah. And bleh. it seems like a lot of asylum movies kind of fall apart at the end. Yeah. Or they want to do that scare or the gotcha. They would do the, the scare or the gotcha, or they want to do the it was all in his head because he's in an asylum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, probably the worst asylum movie I've ever seen is Sucker Punch. Oh, that movie. That movie made me so angry. I I honestly, and the thing is, I almost wanted to um, watch it again because <laughs> um, I fell, I have, you know, recently discovered my Oscar Isaac love. Yeah, but no. And anytime I think about it, 
I just get angry and and remind myself how angry I was after I had watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I it, decide to do other things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's too many fun asylum movies. Sometimes at work I play movies just because they look cool and the customers will see something. Yeah. I will never play Sucker Punch in the store. Yeah. No matter what kind of cool aesthetic they think they have going, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. I hate that movie. Going so, on... that's my least favorite asylum movie, <laughs> if anyone wonders. Now you know. Yes. Um, you kind of had ruled out, before you got here, abandoned asylum movies, which I adore because I love people going into these. They're just so intrinsically creepy because there's just history and, and it's terrifying. Yeah, that's true. And I do absolutely love Session 9 which is Session about nine. people removing asbestos from an old asylum. asylum. And, and they kept undercutting because they just needed the work. And so they kept right. undercutting how much they do it for and how much time it was going to take them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just, it is such and a... the gl- pressure of mm-hmm. trying to get everything done is yeah. just getting on to them. And, and and the relationships with the team that's doing it yeah. is, is... And it, it is just, it is such a gloriously underrated movie. It is, it, it is. is one it's... of the first horror movies I, I talk about when I'm like, is there... A movie out there that's lesser known. Yeah, that's flown under people's radar. radar. Yeah. And and it has... Anyone that I've ever talked to who's seen it, um, I don't think I've... I think I've heard one person who disliked it when they originally saw it. And then watched it, you know, a decade later and fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I just... I can't imagine... Unless you just have very different expectations of well, horror f- movies than I do. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it. And that was because I had a two-year-old child running around the house yelling the whole time. And yeah. it's, a, it's a very whispery, quiet movie. Oh, it movie. is. So the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to watch this today. Yeah. And then I tabled it for a few months and came back to it when I had the house to myself. And it was great. Yeah. Um, in the same vein, and just a little more over the top, silly and fun, is the House on Haunted Hill. Uh, the, is that the an 90s... asylum? Yeah, it is a. It, I thought it was an old mental asylum. They're in because remember when they go down into the basement, they're they're doing. You go into the old black and white where they're kind of witnessing that old scene. Yeah, I guess it is. I think that it's, maybe or the Vincent kind of Price more movie, more on the mind not. of a. It is not. It okay, is not. so it's so only, the this remake is, only the is remake. an asylum. Okay. Yes. I or have old not... mental hospital, but asylum, but yeah. Oh, do we have kitties? Hi, kitty. We were talking about abandoned asylums. We I were. don't think I've seen the remake of House on Haunted Hill. It's very silly. It has Jeffrey Rush. Oh, and... wait, I have. Jeffrey Rush is doing a Vincent Price impression. He is, and, I found and that he is I did. chewing the scenery. It is charming. I oh have seen the 13 Ghosts remake, and I did not like it. A lot really? of people did. I love it. Dude, it's that my... ghost, the torso... That is the most useless ghost ever. <laughs> what is he going to do? Lay on the stairs and trip you? Well, in Freaks, he he kind of does the army crawl thing with the yeah, knife he has in a his head. mouth. This is just a torso. torso. You're it's not, not wrong. like <laughs> You're like, not wrong. He can't yell at you. The only thing it can do is trip you. And I have a dog that does that. So, well, Bianca's almost killed you. Like, hasn't she, like, literally thrown herself at your feet and, and nearly... She caused great injury. She likes to, when I'm going down the stairs and I have her on a leash, she See? likes to try and run around me in circles. So yeah. the leash wraps around my legs. 
could be murder. She's homicidal. Yeah. So, see, mm, okay. if you leash the torso. <laughs> yeah, if the torso were on a leash. It's just the least scariest ghost I can think of. And I love the original, like, 13 Ghosts. The Which I've William never seen. Castle one. It's a kid's movie. Aww. It is made to give little kids a Halloween spooky scare. Yeah. And it's really fun. Um, also abandoned um, is Death Tunnel, which I... I have never even heard of Death Tunnel. I, it's not great. But, you know, it's like I watched it at a point in time when I was watching just a ton of movies. It's where I was watching a movie every single day. And I remember right. watching it. And, and, and basically there's like a, a tunnel in the asylum where they used to dispose of the bodies. And right, it ends up right. being the only way that they can get out because they get trapped in, in the okay. asylum. They get trapped in an asylum. They have to yeah. go out through a train tunnel. Yep. Terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well. That was not meant to be as sarcastic as it sounded. <laughs> just comes so naturally it just it just comes out of me like that um in the same vein and i know there are people out there who just think these movies are so stupid i love the grave encounters they're found footage oh my god they're so much fun especially the first one the second i I don't really like found footage very much i'm not a huge fan of it there's a couple found footage movies i have enjoyed um what i really liked with it is it's those movies where all of a sudden you realize time has gotten away from you and it and there's a scene and I remember the moment it happened I was just like I'm in uh and it's they they haven't god how how did things go Things started going wrong. They kind of freaked out and just camped out in the center. They've got their lights set up there. They've got all their equipment set up there. All right. And these are parapsychologists who are camping out? What or they just are kids that is are camping they're out in paranormal asylum? investigators. Right. And so they're filming okay. a TV show called Grave Encounters. Okay. And everything is, you know, they're doing all those things that, and it came out at the same time as like Ghost Hunters was mm-hmm. really, really big. Right. But there is this point in time where... You know, they decide to go to sleep. They're just like, fuck it. We're going to go to sleep. You know, the guy's going to come and let us out at like eight in the morning or something. Except they realize it's like 10 in the morning, except it's still dark outside. And then when they open up the coolers, everything's gone rotten. So all of a sudden, time doesn't mean what it meant. That sounds really interesting. And the sun hasn't come up. And all these things. Okay, that sounds really interesting. I would watch that. You know, there was... in. It's just where it's like reality isn't something you can count on anymore. Have you seen the movie Triangle? Yes. Yes. That's what this reminds me of. I feel really bad because I saw Triangle at a point in time when there was a couple of independent movies that had come out that um, just really fucking blew my mind. And then I saw Triangle and I was like, eh. And it was only because it was held in comparison with... It was the time that um, The Battery had come out and... um what was that? I did not... I don't like zombie movies at all, so but good. The Battery was so amazing. And Resolu- did you ever see Resolution? No, I've never heard of it. <gasps> oh my god. It's the guys who did Spring. And so it is basically a two-guy horror movie. This guy has a high school friend uh, that is using drugs and has gone through rehab a bunch of times. And so basically he goes to this cabin that he's, he's basically, you know, just hunkered down in. Right. He's going to detox in this cabin by himself. Or does he, and he brings his friend? He 
no, he handcuffs him because he's just living there getting fucking trashed all the time. And he's like, I am going to detox you for this, this long of a period. And then I'm going to ask you, do Do you you want to get clean? Do you want to get clean? Okay. And then he goes, if you say no, then fuck everything and I'll let you go. He goes, but this is all, I I see this as my last effort to save you. Um, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It, it's just fantastic. And Triangle just had the bad luck of, like, Being, I'd seen, uh, like... Right, see, I... And, yeah. And it had been out a little while, but it's just when I saw it, and I'd seen these movies that had managed miracles mm-hmm. on, like, these tiny budgets. And I was like, oh, it was good, but... Uh. Yeah. But it's... But it is. It's like, looking at it with a kinder eye, um, after the fact, I was like... It did yeah, something it's actually really, kind of interesting. It is, yeah. and it it does, and it's very different. Yeah, there's there's another one kind of in the same vein. I think it's called um, Coherence. Maybe it's I a, think I may have seen that one. Yeah, it had a. Uh, um, is that it? Had the got Nicholas Brendan from Buffy, in it. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, between one of his stints and rehab. Yeah, that poor guy. I know. I know. I just want to shake him, but. Um, it's like, you know, it's like, that's what makes you so thankful to look at, like, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm like, and say, thank I, you for not killing yourself somehow. That's how I was feeling when I was watching that Adam Ant documentary today. You're like, like, thank you for so not dying. That he did not die. Yeah. Because he was super bipolar. Yeah. And completely crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and, I, you know, the only thing... The only, I have two things that I can, I can look at in my life with that is I have, um, a family of addiction. Um, and I was really lucky that it wasn't, I wasn't one of the people hit by it, but you look at them and you're like, why can't you just stop? Yeah. And the only other thing I can, uh, outside of that is from experiencing from the outside looking into my family is, um, I was a smoker and it took me a decade. Yeah. And it was literally one of the hardest things I've ever done. Because even now it's, I'm going on like 11, 12 years, most of the time, well, not even that long. Um, But occasionally, you know, there's times where I walk by someone smoking a cigarette and it either smells horrible or I still want one. Yeah. My mom stopped smoking for like 30, 35 years and has started up again, but not heavily. Yeah. My, my, the only thing I had to realize with mine is I can never be a casual smoker. I can literally never have another cigarette because if I have one, I will go out and buy a pack. Right. And that's how addiction works. works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, a lot of good movies out there. Uh, one that I rewatched for, um, the show is an old Van, Val Luton, uh, Bedlam. Oh, with, uh, Karloff. Karloff in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's I not watched that recently and I, but I it's, have watched it's it. Still, it's still good. Yeah. Um, it is not my favorite of the, those that came out during that time right. frame. Right. Uh, like... but it's still really good. And plus, uh, it's, it's wonderful to me, uh, seeing Karloff who in my eyes is always such a, he's always a thick. Yeah. Yeah. He, I always see him as an old man and he's young in that. He's fairly young, but well, he's in his forties. He, yeah. But... And <laughs> For Karloff, that's pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering he didn't really, I mean, he did a lot of bit parts, but he didn't really well, yeah. get into his, until later in his life. Yeah. 
Um, but it was still, it was still really good. And, and he is, he's crazy and vicious mm-hmm. and kind of horrible and good on him for, yeah. for doing that. Um, There's kind a of, 1930s or 40s film called The Black Cat where he plays a mad scientist who skins people alive. And that's also part of the so good in collection. It. The whole movie is so stylized. Yeah. Everything is incredibly art deco in the yeah. sets. And it's really good. I'm going to have to give that a rewatch. I know I've seen it, but I yeah. haven't. That That isn't the one that has him and Lugosi. It might be. I haven't watched it for years. I know, me either. It's just that he was so good in it that I don't really remember. Well, you know what? I do have a movie screen, and that is absolutely the best. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, you do. I do. Um, Have you ever seen The Spiral Staircase? No. Oh, my God. I've okay. Seen a, I've seen The Staircase, the true crime documentary. Which, which is, is also incredible. Fan- yes, yes. It completely is. All right. What's up um, with Spiral The Spiral Staircase, Spiral Staircase is, I believe... 40s but it's all impressionist it has these beautiful basically uh there's this woman working as a nurse at this like a state and um someone is murdering people in the village um that have any kind of physical defect okay and uh oh and the reason why she's at risk is she was assaulted in her youth and has gone mute so she can't scream. So she can't scream. I have and she is, read about this film. It's, there's... So there's good. like four different scenes in the movie that you just really need to see on the big screen. Because it's it's like watching Old Chaplin where you realize right. that, that it's only meant to be seen on a movie right. screen. Right, right. Uh, but it's beautiful and artistic and completely not asylum that. horror, but I don't care. <laughs> well, getting back to older movies that are kind of asylum horror... Have you seen Suddenly Last Summer? Yes. One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh my god, and I, I love, love that saying, movie. I would call it an asylum yeah. horror movie. Yeah. Because it's got, first off, they're trying to, this woman. I have really, I've, okay, so They're I, trying to lobotomize a woman because she remembers what happened to the man she went on vacation with. Yep. And the family does not want that information out in the world. And it's Elizabeth I have Taylor. tried. It's yes, Catherine Hepburn, Catherine Hepburn and, and Elizabeth Montgomery Taylor. Clift. Yep, and, and Elizabeth. Yeah, it's so so it's, good. I'm. It was so funny because I have literally been talking to people about Suddenly Last Summer because it's just one of my favorite movies. Oh, and it's directed by Joseph Mankiewicz, who did All About Eve, which is one of my <sighs> other favorite yes. movies. <laughs> and and it's so funny because um, I've been trying to sell everybody. And I might just show up for a horror movie Friday, uh, but. Um, I one of my favorite places here in Seattle is, um, and I always fuck up the name. It's called uh, Gainsbourg. Um, it is. Oh, it's a that little, little French cafe out yeah. on Greenwood. I've never and been there. It's really easy for your dinner if you get dinner and an appetizer or like a charcuterie plate, mm-hmm. and if you get a drink or dessert, like all of a sudden you're you're you know in the low hundred, you know, and and the thing is is um. So I save it up for, like, little special occasions. Yeah. And uh, we went there for New Year's Eve, and <laughs> Jim's really frugal. <laughs> and so... Right. Like, it's really, like, I just, I was like, don't look at... He, the bill came, and I'm like, 
advert your eyes. And one of my jokes yeah. is when I got my job is I wanted to take us out for dinner. Well, he was unemployed for a while. He so was. He's well, no, he's a reason. But he's even when frugal. he's not, he's no, he's That's always. Fine. No, I think everybody needs that frugal influence in their life. But I swore. <laughs> God knows I do. <laughs> and so I swore once I got my job, my celebration was going to be taking us. And we're sitting there. And uh, so it was just a couple of weeks ago. We mm-hmm. went and had dinner and had drinks. And it was just, just through, you know, the checkbook to the wind. And I look up and what do I see playing? It's fucking suddenly last summer. And I'm like, oh, I got to show this movie. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's just so good. So I would consider that kind of asylum horror. Yeah. I mean, it's got some really amazing things in it. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn is so good. Oh, there's just, it's, and, and the thing is, I love, I love movies that um, discuss women aging. Mm-hmm. And that movie very much does. Yes. Uh, Catherine Hepburn's character has aged out of going on to vacations with her son. Son, and which is why, you know, Elizabeth which Taylor is, why is they not send Elizabeth with him. Yeah, and I just, oh, so good. <laughs> it also contains that that um, line that I love, which is, I couldn't go in the water in that. It'd be a scandal to the Jaybirds. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another one. Not specifically asylum horror, but still asylum horror adjacent. Yes. It's like, you know. Asylum adjacent. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, the movie that got me into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is three. It was the first Dream one I saw. Warriors. Dream Warriors. <laughs> Dream Warriors is one of my favorites. Yeah. I love that movie. I love the crap. I love the special effects so much. It, All of the silicone and latex they yeah. used in that just... And he's me. And it is, you know, because it, it was, I saw that one first and then I saw the first one and literally was knocked on my ass because mm-hmm. I was, the first thing I was introduced to was Funny Freddy. And then, yeah. and then you see the first one, which is terrifying. And then you watch the second one and that's just confusing. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a little you're, confusing. You're, you're like, but. How did we get there from here? Why is this? Yeah, the second one, not so great. <laughs> Except now it kind of has its charm. It's got a camp quality to it, it does. now. It does. Um, um, but yeah, and, and there's so much. And, and I think that was one of the things that we talked about when I suggested doing Asylum Horror. Is how. Is, is talking about how, how do we treat the mentally. Right. It's like. I think that at its heart, the reason that asylums are scary is because we view the mentally ill people as being completely unpredictable. Uh, mental ill people could just turn on you and murder you. Yeah. There's always the idea of a madman. Yeah. Um, and that's a much easier, if you're a writer or director, it's much easier to make a movie about a person who is crazy. It's easier to sell that idea than to sell the idea of a monster. Yeah. Because everyone has seen someone with mental illness. Yeah. And so that's, it's really, it's kind of sad because it does stigmatize mental illness a lot. But then again, there are crazy people who have murdered people. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, doesn't, uh, because we talked about silent film of things I haven't seen, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Isn't that, I thought I saw that on some list as I saw being, it on a list as being in an asylum, but I do not remember it being right. in an asylum. I have, I have nothing to throw in. I remember in. it 
Dr. Caligari's got this dude that he hypnotizes named Cesare. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember it being an asylum movie, but it has shown up on lists of asylum movies. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe is he technically a psychiatrist or so? No? No. Just full of shit? Just yeah, full of pretty shit. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Halloween. Yeah. It... Halloween is another example of how you take someone that is mentally ill and pathologize that to the point where they're terrifying. And it works. The Halloween movies are great. My personal favorite is Season of the Witch, oh, which... Because it, which has nothing <laughs> to do with Michael Myers. But... Is it, you can't see because this is a podcast. I completely did the way over there. It is way over there, but it's got the Silver Shamrock song. And every time <laughs> I hear that, I get super excited because I know it's a certain number of days till Halloween. <laughs> um, there are, God bless it, what was the other one I was going to bring up too? Um, oh, oh, oh. Okay, so there's, um, one that hardly anybody has heard of, and it's really more on the the thriller end than horror, is uh, one called Fragile. Um, that it has Callista Flockhart, of all people. I have not and seen that. She's, it's one of those, I think it was released as one of those, like, um, like, after hours or after midnight. There's, okay, there's yeah, the seven sets, after midnight yeah, sets. something like that. And There's so, some hidden gems in those. And it's less, I mean, it's kind of a, it's more of a rundown children's hospital, you know? Well, it's okay. not really an yeah. insane asylum. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, those Seven After Midnight films, sometimes they have really Just good ones. Fantastic, yeah. Um, did you ever see, there's a movie called The Baby's Room? I am About I am a haunted a, baby monitor? I am I love such that an movie. advocate of that movie. I fucking love that. And I was the one who showed that to, like, everybody that we know. Because... <laughs> You're probably the one that told me to watch it. I might be. <laughs> you might be. Um, I'm trying to... What about, like, movies about... Like, the movie, the Ken... Is it Ken Russell? No, it's uh, David Cronenberg, The Brood. That is a movie that takes place in an isolated psychiatric clinic. Oh, The Brood. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. And I love that movie very much. Okay, it's... in that same vein, and so this is not staying on, ta- uh, on uh, topic at all, have you ever seen the movie Citadel? Um, it is an Irish director... I have not, but I remember seeing trailers for it. It was fucking amazing. So it is this young um, father whose uh, wife was killed while she was pregnant, and he is now raising their their child and probably like young toddler, maybe right, late, late right. baby. Except after his wife was attacked, he became severely agoraphobic, and he lives like in this this odd, you know, kind of like off away from town uh-huh. apartment building and he's like trapped in it and there's these gangs of kids that are kind of like raising hell i, I must and, have seen it, this it this sounds felt, so familiar it, it, when i watched it I, it's it's different enough from the brood but it felt very like that. like that especially with the little children that uh Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's one that I've I've always meant to show and uh so um the other one which is so fragile was kind of more of a children's hospital. There's also another one called The Awakening where it's a but it I just looked it up and it she goes back to like a children's 
home or a boarding school, and so it's not an asylum. No. But, um, uh, on the terrible end, um, uh, Gothica. <laughs> oh, that movie was so bad. It really was. Um, there's another, like, late, another 80s horror film that mm-hmm. I really like that, um, it's called Bad Dreams. So I have never seen that, and I've, it's one of those that I've kind of meant to. It's about a girl who survives being, she's in a, her, she's in a cult. Um, the cult is led by Richard Lynch. Sorry. Have you ever listened to My Favorite Murder? No, but everyone tells me it's I true should. Crime. I don't, I don't think it would be your bag. I don't, I think, doesn't that, doesn't real crime kind of upset you? No, I love true crime. Well, then you should listen to My Favorite Murder. Because they, they have all these great phrases, but it's one of them is, you're in a cult, call your dad. Yeah. Don't go into the forest. <laughs> Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. So, but anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so this girl's in a cult. Um, Richard Lynch is the leader of the cult. He douses everyone with gasoline and sets them on fire. And she is the lone survivor. Ugh. And she is in a hospital. Like a mental hospital. And she starts seeing him. And he's following her. And, he, and I really liked it. But I felt like it was really weird because Richard Lynch did once cover himself with uh, gasoline and set himself on fire. And you're like, mm. I'm not sure as an actor I would take that role after that had <laughs> happened to me. Kind of different, yeah. But maybe that's how we worked through it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's 12 Monkeys, of which I know many people are very, very fond. I, I recently rewatched it and it was... Pitt, Brad Pitt is He's terrifying. so good in that. Yeah, he's very, very it's, good. Yeah, I think it's one of his best acting gigs. Yeah. And he was so young. He's like very a little young. baby Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know really what they did to that. his eyes in that movie, but boy, they're just... He's got the crazy eyes. He's got the crazy eyes. Have you ever seen Asylum from the 70s? It's the anthology. No. The British Insane Asylum. I No. It's it's one of those I, I keep meaning to watch it and just never have. So. Yeah, I have not seen that. I did watch American Horror Story Asylum. I really liked that. I have... I always feel like American Horror Story tries way, way, oh, way, does. way, way too hard. But I, I didn't watch all of Asylum. I did watch most of it before I finally just threw my hands up and said I can't take it anymore. My, and it was really cool. There's did, a lot did you of like good things hotel? in it. Did you like Hotel? No. I, that's not no. the happy face. No, I watched most of the It's like I always make it to like three episodes until the end. And then like there is so much random crap happening and yes. so much stuff being thrown. And I'm like, okay, I can't take it anymore. It's yeah, too it's much. too much. Yeah. But the, I the, did like, like Hotel. In, in the top is... Hotel is very close to being my very favorite. Oh, yeah, Hotel. And then I, I really liked Asylum. And, and I, I liked Asylum. I liked the witch one. More for the atmosphere. I and loved the, the, the beginning of the very last season they just did. Oh, that was a... That was the reality. That was oh, the, the reality. the one where the reality show goes into the reality show. show and then... Yeah. Yeah, and except it just... It kept It just kept going too long. Itself, and then, and, yeah. It was like... There's a time travel movie called Primer. Have you oh, seen it? Yeah. They build a time machine and then they put another time machine in it, in the and then you machine. have to draw a flowchart to follow the movie. Yeah. That's what happened on that most recent season of Horror Story. It well. really did. Of, of it, American Horror Story. It really, it was just really like, did. It's like, oh, just stop. You should have stopped. And plus, the, the the big thing is is Primer was interesting and unique and 
I remember Michael and I talking about it, and also incredibly smug. It, it is pretty smug. <laughs> we had to, we watched it, and then we literally immediately afterwards watched it a second time. Yeah. And drew charts to keep track <laughs> of everyone's timelines. It was actually really fun to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little smug, but it's a good time travel movie. Yeah. Um, I am running... Well, no, no, I have the uh, the crown on the top of Asylum Horror. Um, and things that I watched for this uh, episode is I finally watched Mr. Frost. And how did you like it? I fucking loved it. I knew you would. I'm like... <laughs> Just look oh at the, God, just look so at the box art. So the thing that's so funny with it is, um, unfortunately, because it's out of print and really yeah, hard to find. Yeah, it is hard to find. We only have it on, it's only ever come out on VHS. VHS. Which is ridiculous. I but. need to dig and see if there was ever like a laser disc of it. Not that I've heard of, well, but maybe. Yeah. If there is and I find it, I'll grab it for you. So um, Jim's copy was terrible you know it was ripped from somebody's vhs it was just awful and so there's of course the scene where he's you know shirtless and it's dark and he just looked at me and said i'm sorry sweetheart i know i wish i wish this were better quality for Aww, you that's so sweet of him <laughs> it's like the time where i screwed up my neck and i was on painkillers and i fell asleep to jurassic park when he gently woke me for the, the open shirted the part you've yeah. been waiting for and then as soon as it ended i'm like i'm going to bed now because <laughs> i'd seen all i needed to that's that's okay i, I have a uh, similar velvet goldmine experiences I, yes <laughs> um uh, well, you know, very loosely, we could say Silence Lambs and Manhunter. Well, there are scenes in an asylum, yeah. or is it a prison for the mentally insane? Mentally insane? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> six of one, <laughs> half of the other. other. So, um, yeah. Um, I think I want to bring up, um, you know, bring back a little Jen's Documentary Corner. Jen's, Jen's documentary, documentary Corner! So, there is on the end of... I... When I first watched this one, thought it was just a straight documentary, and I have gathered um, since watching it and the multiple times I've rewatched it to find out it's embellished documentary, and that is Cropsy. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, I watched Cropsy too, and I was really disappointed in oh, it. Oh no! Because I knew it was an embellished rock documentary okay. going in, and, and I, I was, was a like, sucker. I was a sucker. I was like, I really enjoy this, and I and like I, what they're trying to I do. And loved then, it. oh, yeah. I just loved it, and I've actually watched it multiple times. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, yeah. Um, That's the one fine. thing that, I, <laughs> and you have a much, you, you're much more tolerant of found footage than I am. Apparently, found footage <laughs> tends to annoy me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one I'm really sad that I didn't get to see is, um, the Titicut Follies, which I literally got the discs today and I could have really quickly watched it before you got here, but, um, I just can't, it's too dire. It's it's pretty dire. Um, when I saw it, I saw it at the Grand Illusion, which is a little tiny theater here in Seattle that shows like a bunch of cult films and weird stuff. They're great. Um, but at the time I saw it, it it was only... No, it's still okay, around. Still okay. It's the world's, it's the longest running repertory okay. theater in the country, so good for them. Yeah. But yeah, they um, they show a lot of great stuff, and at the time I saw Chitticut Follies, it was still in rotation where it could only be shown at colleges. So you could not see it, and I'd been wanting to see it for years, so I got to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. 
and it's really good. Um, have you seen Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows? Yes. You will recognize a lot of direct copies of scenes from Titicut Follies okay. in it. Which I found interesting. That's what made me, that was the thing I liked best about Book of Shadows, was I was like, hey, that's from Titicut Follies. Yeah. But, um, Titicut Follies is a film that just, basically, he goes inside an asylum in the 50s, I believe, the late 50s, and he just documents what he sees. There's no voiceover, there's no explaining things, it's just a guy standing out in a baseball in the middle of a field singing to himself for a while, and then you see other things happening that are Mm -hmm. routinely done to patients. And the thing I like about it is that it led to huge reforms. Yeah. Once the people saw what was going on in there, they stopped doing these things. Yeah. But well, it's still some not... of, they stopped doing some of yeah. them because, you know, in that same vein, you have the um, expose that was done by Geraldo Rivera at Willowbrook, the state school exposed. That's true. Um, and there's also a, a second documentary that was done, I think, 20... Oh, yeah. There's still terrible things that happen. Yeah. They had Um, a return to Willowbrook where they kind of followed up on things. And they're both, you know. um, I have not seen the first. I haven't seen it, but. I've seen both. But Titicut Follies, I'm like, okay, I. I don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) I I want to see it. You should see it. It's historically important and it's fascinating. Yeah. But it's also kind of heartbreaking. Uh, and the other one that I haven't seen that uh, interested me was the uh, Bedlam, the story of the Bethlehem Hospital in, in the UK. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. Yeah. so I'm fascinated by that. So, but um, yeah. I have a, just got, someone just gave me a book, like a huge coffee table book of pictures of abandoned asylums. Aww. I got it last week and I haven't looked through it yet. No, um, like... I have a really interesting one that was, uh, I think it's called The Lives They Left Behind. Uh, and they went through an abandoned mental hospital and it was all what they had been oh, taken like in the with. Suitcases the suitcases that they brought. Yeah, and actually bought the book. That's amazing. I've seen pictures yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, I also saw this awesome clickbait article the other day that said, a newspaper reporter goes into a mental asylum and you'll never believe what happens next. And oh. it was actually Nellie Bly. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm it sure was, Nellie um, Bly could tell you. Yes, there was a picture of <laughs> Nellie Bly and I was like, I know exactly what happened. I have that on my phone. <laughs> but I was like, you're trying to clickbait me with something that happened a hundred years, years ago? ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I remember, and I've actually, I've actually done a little bit of searching for them. Uh, you know, it's like I laugh so much about my my love of documentaries, but mm-hmm. I also and I also love biographies. And uh, in my elementary school, because my I'm from such a rural area, we didn't have a public library, so it's right. like we had our elementary school library and then my high school library. Right. And uh, we had these yellow and uh, red biographies, which were very Americanized, patriotic. Right. right. But they also had, I mean, they had, um, you know, Mary Todd. Uh, Lincoln's, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, it kind of, you know, and it had Nellie Bly. Right. And it was funny because there's like all these people that, um, you know, I, I ended up getting more thorough. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, later on. But that was later your introduction. On, but that was my introduction to a lot of, you know. Yeah. Our town did not have a library for a long time, but we got one about the time I we went to junior high school. Yeah. But yeah, it was I... a very small town library. So. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up finding out after I'd moved away, and I kind of 
for a little while, I subscribed to my hometown newspaper to find out that uh, the high school library opened up multiple times during the week on the evenings to allow oh. townspeople to... to well, that's grow. nice. Yeah. yeah. It, when nothing else exists. Exactly. Make do. Um, I heard Stephen Fry tell an amazing story about how he was this weird kid growing up out on a farm and he didn't fit in. And they had a library bus that would stop at the house. And he went in and one day he picked up a book by Oscar Wilde and that was it. That was it. Yeah. It was like everything focused and from then on he would read everything he could get. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. Something I've, I've talked about previously, um, that, you know, cause during the summertime I would just yeah. kind of run out of things, you run out to of things to read. You know, my mom would get a lot of, you know, we'd buy rummage sale books and then, mm-hmm. um, but there was a, uh, it was called, it was like Netflix for books. It was called Arrowhead Library Systems. And you would send in a little postcard and they would send you a little bag of books. And then after oh, you I've read them. I've never heard of that. That's yeah, amazing. You'd, you'd, and then you'd get like a little um, catalog and, and it would have, you know, the different pages for, oh, it was like really magazine, cool. magazine size that would have, you know, horror and, oh my God. It's just because the, the oh, that just, kind of reminds me of the first video story I ever yeah. worked at where we had about 40 movies. And every week, a man in a van would, or every month, a guy in a van would show up and switch the movies out. Wow. <laughs> All That's... I remember was that he would, the guy in the van was really nice and he was a Mormon. And I don't know why that <laughs> sticks in my head. Was. And he would just bring us movies. And I worked at that store, which was probably one of the first video stores. And so it was definitely first video store I knew of in Southern Oregon. Oh, that's so funny. And um, it was a little guy that did, it was a little old man who did TV repairs. So it was a TV repair shop and then video rental. And I got to run the video rental part. I know. I remember trying, I remember trying to get a job at our one little video rental and, and there was, they had like one employee and they were like, the woman was just never going to hire me. No. Because they're like, we have, yeah, we, we have our one employee. Yeah. And, uh, that one employee, but that was how, and she was so, well, and. I mean, it was back in the day when it was so expensive to buy yeah, Buying VHS. a videotape was like $200 yeah. when they first came and out. And so, you know, that was how I got to see all of the Full Moon movies and everything, because they were the least mm-hmm. expensive of the horror you could buy. Right. Direct, so. yeah, direct to videotape. I literally, I can like, in my head, I can like look around that video store and I still know where every single section was. Oh, yeah. And that one horror wall. Yep. That I just knew by heart. <laughs> yeah. Video stores are awesome. And if you are lucky enough to have one in your community, support you should it. try and support it because yeah. they're really cool. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I think so. We've gone way off topic. Now we're just reminiscing about our, our youth yeah. as movie nerds. <laughs> there you go. So uh, <laughs> see you in another two weeks. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at drtlpodcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don'treadthelatin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>